Hey guys, welcome to the first ever episode of Something Like Olivia, a name that I'm not even so sold on yet, but we're here and that's what we have for now. Again, still taking name recommendations, would love to hear what you have to, what you have to say, what's on your mind and all that. So for today's episode, I kind of want to talk about the idea of would middle school me be proud of where I am now? So I'm 22, and as I said in the first kind of trailer episode, I just graduated from college. I had a job um, that was only a six-month internship, and then it ended, and now I'm here. And so I kind of had a little bit of real-world experience, but also not much, not yet at least. I have my whole life ahead of me. However, I still feel, as a 22-year-old, like I'm wasting too much time, and I don't have everything under control. We'll get into that. I thought each week I would start with kind of an opening quote or just something to kind of set the mood for the week as well as this episode. And this time I have two that kind of go hand in hand together. They're both from Rupi Kaur in her book, The Sun and Her Flowers. And I know everybody loves to hit on Rupi Kaur, but like you guys... She's out here. She she made a book of poems, too. Maybe even more than that, as far as I know. And um, you you didn't. So no no hating on no hating on women for succeeding. Okay, none of that here. None of that energy here. So the first quote is "Never feel guilty for starting again," which is something that I absolutely need to take to heart more because I can find myself getting so wrapped up in productivity and you know if I fail then if I have to start over again I feel like I've wasted my time or I've wasted anyone else's time or just that maybe what I'm doing is not worth it or, or I feel bad or guilty or anything like that you know and then the second quote we have is we have been dying since we got here and forgot to enjoy the view live fully I love that quote so much and that's going to kind of go into some other episodes that I'm going to do. I definitely want to talk about kind of appreciating the little things and just like how really focusing on the smaller things in life and, you know, enjoying the view and living fully can be so beneficial to your life and your well-being, mental health and all that. So that's kind of for another episode in the future. But as for this topic, I think that it's just so important because, I mean, we'll get into it, but it's crazy how we're expected to pretty much map out our entire futures from such a young age and that we have to essentially work like nine to five jobs the second we get out of college and people expect you to do that for your whole life and then you never get to enjoy the view so why would you waste your time doing something you don't enjoy and not living fully when you only have one life you know In addition to the quotes, I would like to start off every week with a TV or movie recommendation just because why not? It's fun. If you only get my podcast on Mondays, also stay tuned, maybe another day, I don't know. But if you also get if you only get my podcast on Mondays, then you gotta have something to do for the rest of the week, you know. So this week's TV recommendation is the TV show Pen Fifteen on Hulu. You guys, it's they're in their second season now, so you've probably heard of it before. But it is so funny and it just kind of goes along with this episode because we're talking about like middle school and our younger selves and our career ambitions and whatnot. And this show is set in, I'm pretty sure the year 2000 and the two main characters, they're all in middle school. However, the actresses are like in their 30s or something. And it's just so 
freaking funny. You guys, you you need to watch it. It's hilarious. I'm literally laughing out loud like the whole time. So I'm still on season one, but I'm really excited to get to season two. And I just, I never want it to end because it's like actually so funny. All right, so let's kind of get into this. So as I mentioned in my first kind of trailer episode, or if this is the first episode that you're listening to, I will just repeat myself, no problem. But I have pretty much been doing like blogging and YouTube videos and all that stuff for as long as I can remember as far as like any kind of career thing was in sight. Um, And that's all kind of been like fashion related. And I've always wanted to do fashion stuff. When I was really young, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I went to school for fashion marketing and fashion journalism. And I just kind of have always wanted to do something that had to do with fashion. And it's interesting because when I was really young, people when they would ask me, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would always say, well, first of all, I'd be like a princess, a fairy. But you know, once I once I became a little bit more mature, and had a little bit more of a grasp on the world of how I can't be a fairy full time, I realized that I didn't quite know how to, I guess, like put a grasp on what I actually wanted to be. But I knew and I would always say this, that I want to be the person that's invited to all the parties. I want to be the person that is sitting front row at the fashion show. When people are making their guest list, they're like, oh, we can't forget Olivia. We have to invite Olivia. And I never really knew like what that meant or how to get there. And I guess I just kind of like have been trying to get there since doing blogging and YouTube and stuff. And I don't know, I just want to be like involved in the world. And I and I've had a few nine to five jobs. I've worked retail, like so much retail. I've worked service jobs and I've worked in the food industry. And so I've kind of like done a little bit of everything here and there. And I just realized that there's no part of me wants to clock in at nine and clock out at five. Like I just I can't. That's not for me, you know. So like little fourth grade me kind of knew what she was looking forward to and she said hey I think I just want I just want to be at the fashion shows I just want to be at the party I want to wear fun clothes and and be creative and and that's still so true so badly do I just want to travel and see the world and wear fun outfits and dress in rainbow head to toe and wear tutus and just like live my life you know when I was starting one of my past jobs I remember coming downstairs and um, talking to my parents and they're like, how was work? And I was like, oh God, yeah, it's good. I just really, I don't know, man. I don't know how, how I can do this. I don't know how I can do this whole sitting in an office, sitting in a desk all day and it's tough. Like, wow, I've, I've never had to do this. This is, this is tough. And my dad said, well, get used to it. You're gonna be doing it for the rest of your life. And I just said, no, nope. No, I am not. And he was like, yeah, you are. And I was like, no, like, that's not for me. And I don't know what is for me, but I know it's not that. (laughs) And so, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I feel like there's so many options and we shouldn't have to settle for something for a job that we literally choose when we're 18. Like, Thinking about the <laughs> the whole just we go to high school and then we're expected to go to college and if you go to college you then pick a major for a field that you're expected to then work in for the rest of your life until you retire at like 65 or even like 70 and what that is just not that's not for me 
How can you expect an 18 year old to make decisions? I feel like you can't even expect a 30 year old to make decisions. Like we are literally just living human beings and there's so many things happening in this world. Like why would we settle for something that we decided that we wanted to do when we were 18? And that's why I feel like you have to kind of bring it back to the same quote that I said earlier of never feel guilty for starting again. We make mistakes. When I would finish a job or quit a job or just like, I don't know, want to mix things up, my parents would always be like, oh, why are you doing this? Like, you have to apply for another job. Like, you have to stay in this job for at least a year. And I was talking to one of my former bosses and I was telling her how I was just kind of like distraught in the job that I was in at the time and I didn't know what I wanted to do and I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy where I was. Um, Every day was just like very draining where I was working and I was like, but I should stay here for maybe like a year or a little longer. And she was like, what? No, you absolutely don't have to do that. There's such a stigma that we have to just stay in a job for a year, that we have to stay in a job for, for five years and just like make it count. Like, my life has so much more worth than just a line on my resume, you know? And I mean, obviously, easier said than done to be so idyllic and be like, um, my life is worth so much more than a line on the resume. Like, I want to live freely and, and travel and see the world. Yeah, that's so much easier said than done. Are you kidding me? I have no money right now. Like, how on earth am I expected to travel? Well, <laughs> good question, might you ask. I don't know. So <laughs> as much as I want to do these things, sometimes it's it's hard. But that's also where just like working your butt off and like manifesting things comes into play. And yeah, if you need money, you got to be smart with things. And you can't just quit your job and like try to travel the world. Like you'll get there and everyone will get there. Sometimes you do have to have jobs where there's like stepping stones. And sometimes you do have to have the lower ranking job where you maybe get walked on a little bit but you'll get there and I just I just never have wanted to settle for that desk job I've never wanted to settle for working in retail my whole life you know like I feel like there's so much more in this world to see and there's so many things to try and fail at so I think it's like we shouldn't be afraid to fail and we shouldn't be afraid to just go off and, and, and go and spread our wings and make it happen, baby. See, this podcast, I might be a little rambly. You just got to bear with me. I've never done this before. <laughs> and I could have I could have planned out way more. I have like five bullet points on here. So this is kind of me just talking from the heart, <laughs> from the heart. And it's just so hard because I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I don't know if this is just me, but at least from my experience at school, I just had to be the best. And if I wasn't the best, I wasn't good enough. But how can you be the best when everyone has that same standard in their head and everyone's trying to be the best? There can only be one best, right? So why do we bother putting so much pressure on ourselves for something that in the long run, if it stresses us out, why are we... Why are we doing that? You know, like sometimes I feel like if I'm not productive, then I am wasting my time. And I and this is an issue that I have and I've had for the longest time where I have just never really been able to get a grasp on it, I guess. And I'm still learning. And that's the thing, too. Like with this podcast, I'm not about to be out here giving you guys like so many tips and all this advice and act like I am all high and mighty and like know everything. 
because I absolutely do not. I am so flawed and I am learning just as much as you guys are. We are hand in hand together. But yeah, I find myself just getting so caught up in the idea of productivity and and being lazy and stuff like that. And I feel like the word lazy is just like has such a negative connotation because relaxation is literally something that everyone deserves and needs and is a very valuable time to recharge and reset. However, sometimes I can't even let myself like sit down and watch a movie or even watch a TV show or just like chill on TikTok without being like, oh my God, I've wasted my time. Like, why am I not like starting a multi-million dollar company? Why am I not like making an app? Why am I not writing a novel? Why am I not traveling the world? Why am I not doing everything and curing cancer? These are all good questions. Questions I don't have answers to. Things that still constantly stress me out. But I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I can be more relaxed and be more just like chill. You know, and the thing that's crazy is that I definitely feel like I need to be a billionaire at 22. Like there is part of me that is like, why have I not made some kind of multi-million dollar company at this point? Like I look at people like freaking Kylie Jenner, who's my age and like Jojo Siwa, who's younger than me and like people like that who I'm like, why am I not? And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm a literal normal person. Like I didn't grow up in the Kardashians. Like I'm not on Dance Moms and like then speaking unicorn for money, you know, like I'm not like I'm not these people and that's okay. It's so weird. I was having a conversation with my friends about this recently where we were saying how and I don't know if they were agreeing. We were talking about how weird it is how 20 our 20s feel so short. Our 20s feel like even though I'm only 22, I'm literally in the very beginning of 22. But for some reason in my mind, my 20s like end after I'm 25. Like I feel like I'll get to be 26 and I might as well just be 30. I might as well be 40. Like why don't I have kids, you know? So like it's weird to me that I'm so wrapped up in this idea of success and growing up and being mature and, and wealthy and having all of these riches at 22 when really I can just slow the heck down and enjoy where I am right now and stop trying to be so insanely productive. And like, again, don't get me wrong, I would absolutely freaking love to be like super duper successful and have this amazing life right now. Like I look like I look at people like Ashley from best dress on YouTube. She's so amazing. And she's basically living like my dream life. And that just kind of like happened. Like she was making YouTube videos. And then people were like, Hey, you know what, we really like what you're doing. So we're gonna just like blow you up. And she blew up. And she's doing so well. She's living in New York. And like, it seems like she's living her best life. But then she makes these amazing videos. And so she's so real with everyone. And she's like, I'm lonely and I'm confused and I don't know what to do ne next and I'm putting too much pressure on myself and I'm like, wow, so you're also real. Like you're also a real person, but you also happen to be rich and famous. And listen, never in a million years would I want to be like famous, famous. Like I absolutely want to be able to live my life, go on my long drives and like cry in the car and not have like paparazzi be like, oh, she's at it again, crying in her car. Like what a disaster that would be, you know? So I just want to be able to like live my life. But at the same time, 
there's something about having like notable fame success now is so like streamlined by wealth you know if that makes sense there's this interview with harry styles and he's talking about his new album and he's talking about kind of what led him there and where he is now and all that stuff and they're talking about success and they're talking about his kind of past self and his life when he was in one direction and before that and everything he says something kind of along the lines of if you're happy doing what you're doing every day and you're enjoying yourself and you're having a good time and you're truly happy, then no one can tell you you're not successful. Which part of me is like, uh, yes, Harry, speak your truth. I love it. Like if I'm happy, I'm successful. Like that's where true success comes from is just like personal well-being, which I do totally believe. But then I'm also like, okay, Harry, you're a billionaire. I think, dude, my perception of money is literally so out the window. I don't even know. Like, what is a billionaire? That's so much money. I can't even fathom fathom that. Like, explain to me. But anyway, this is not a finance podcast. Okay. Harry, you're a billionaire. And I love you to death. I love you so much. But like, you're a billionaire. Your life isn't hard. Like, yes. Yes, I will. Everyone has their own struggles. And I will never downplay that. No matter how rich and famous you are, if something is stressful or hard for you, it's stressful and hard for you, period. That's always going to be valid, you know? So, but at the same time I'm kind of like anything you want you've got it you know so <laughs> there's that I feel like we just have to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves and like actually know that it's okay to take a step back and relax and just like take in the world around you you don't always have to be in the peak of your life like if I peaked in middle school whoa well that would be a disaster <laughs> but if I peaked in high school if I peaked in college if I peak when I'm 22 there's no way this is as good as it gets. If this is as good as it gets, well, I mean, I'm having a pretty good time right now, but I mean, my life ahead of me isn't going to be much if this is my peak. <laughs> I recently was watching the movie Broken Hearts Gallery, and there's a line in it when she's talking about success. And she says, do you think you'll ever be able to recognize when you are successful? Like, will you ever be satisfied with the success that you have? Or are you always just going to kind of want more? That really stuck with me just because I was kind of like, I get one thing that's good. And then I'm always like, what else? can I do I want to do more I want to do I want to do this but 10 times better and again that is just like more and more and more harps home how like we have to just relax we have to just appreciate what we have and really just take it in and like know that good things will come and then like yes it's good to work hard obviously but you don't want to work yourself to death you know I pull so many all-nighters for basically no reason. <laughs> Things that I don't need to be doing, but also I just like have the worst FOMO ever and like feel like I am wasting my time during the day if I'm like editing and not like hanging out with friends or seeing the world or, you know, doing daylight hour things. I don't know. I feel like I have to just like prioritize my sanity, you know, and staying up all night every single night of the week is not that. <laughs> so my life, again... My life is too precious to waste time. I think the idea of wasting time is really relative, like, or subjective, or whatever the word there is. Taking time to relax isn't wasting time. Taking time to hang out with friends isn't wasting time. Taking time to watch your favorite TV show isn't wasting time. And I'm, like, the world's biggest procrastinator, so, like, I should know. <laughs> you just have to be kinder to yourself. I think that's honestly the moral of the story is literally just to be kinder to yourself, you know? So I think if middle school me were to look at where I am now, I think she'd be pretty impressed from the way that I dress to the way that I act to the friends that I have. Middle school me would be pretty happy with that, I think. Okay, and so at the end of every episode, I really want to play a game 
or do some kind of like fun thing. So when thinking about middle school me, I just immediately thought about those magazines. Again, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like Bop, Tiger Beat, J14, all those magazines that I desperately wanted to buy that my mom would never let me buy. And I kid you not, the amount of those magazines I stuffed under my shirt and literally stole from the grocery store. Yikes. But how else was I supposed to get prepubescent Nick Jonas on my walls? You know, so like I had to steal it. I had I had no choice. I had no choice. I went to probably four. Yeah, I went to four different stores to try to find these magazines. And the only magazines that they had were BTS magazines, which no hate to BTS, but like it's not what I wanted, you know. So I had to look up online some different quizzes. And these are little like scans from these magazines. So we're just going to do a few. Um, we're gonna, uh, Hopefully this won't take too long. So this one I felt was kind of... <laughs> just kind of worked. This one is called, Are You Under Too Much Pressure? It's normal to feel overwhelmed sometimes, but could you be stressed? I freak out over little things like missing the bus or forgetting a pencil. Dude, yeah, sometimes. I make sure to get all my homework done on time. Absolutely not, I don't do that. School, homework, and tests don't overwhelm me very much. <laughs> um, No, they really do. When things don't go my way, I get very upset. Yeah, I'm stubborn as hell, okay? I try not to take on more activities than I can handle. No. I don't do that. I only put too much on my plate. It is a all-you-can-eat buffet. I'm a cow and I have seven stomachs. I don't know how many stomachs cows have, but go with it. I don't let things like homework get in the way of having a good time. Yeah, because homework sucks and having a good time is way better. So let's do that. Let's see. Let's add these up. I am too stressed. Good, good. Little mistakes aren't the end of the world, so you shouldn't let them get to you. Try all the tips on the next page to tune. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got it. I'm too stressed. It is what it is. Okay, let's see. The next quiz is, this is from Cosmo, so it's not actually from the magazines I mentioned before, but, and this has nothing to do with being stressed, but I thought it was good. So, are you good girl hot or bad girl hot? These are the things we need to know, you know? So, okay. You spot a cute guy across the room at a party and you pleasure sent, I'm sorry, what? Okay, wait, <laughs> let me start over. I also just keep in mind this is Cosmo, not like Tiger Beat, so it's a little more risque. You spot a cute guy across the room at a party and the pleasure center of your brain lights up. What on earth? You stay put until he finally chats with a mutual friend, then make your move. Accidentally brush up against him, smile and introduce yourself. Stroll right over and whisper, need another drink while his is still full. Oh my God, the confidence. Um, I'm going to say accidentally brush up against him because I it wouldn't be an accident, but I'd do it and then we'd fall in love and that would be amazing. Okay. After spending the evening deep in conversation with this new dude, you usually end up leaning in first to give him a quick goodnight peck on the cheek, pulling him into the bathroom for a steamy makeout session waiting for him to kiss you, then sending him a flirty text after you part ways. Okay, probably, probably C. Waiting for him to kiss me, then sending him a flirty text. Yeah. Most of the guys you've dated would probably best describe you as the closest they'll ever come to Angelina Jolie in her bi-curious knife play phase. What on earth does that mean? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. The craziest girl they've been with in bed whom they could still bring home to meet the parents. The kind of woman they try to remain friends without benefits after breakup. Okay, friends after you date isn't a real thing. I'm saying that here. We'll have a whole episode on that. God, I hate that I'm like doing this, but 
be the craziest girl they've been with in bed and they can still bring home to meet their parents. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway, your most recent relationship ended and now you're in dire need of action. You prepare for a night out by bronzing, then waxing, then displaying it all in a low cut top and teeny mini skirt. Oh my God. Slipping on jeans, a tee, and a waist cinching belt for a sec for a touch of sexy. Ooh, a touch of sexy. Okay, putting on a dress that's comfy and hot with alluring lingerie underneath just in case. Hells yeah, that one for sure. Because my standards are high and my expectations are always on. That doesn't make any sense, but you get it. When it comes to picking up guys, who's your celebrity role model? Anne Hathaway, she's sexy in a sophisticated, smart chick way. Katy Perry, no one is better at walking the cute, sultry line so effortlessly. Kim Kardashian, she doesn't hold back from working her assets. I would say Katy Perry. She's not my role model, but it is what it is. Okay, so let's see. I'm a badass bombshell. Okay, hells yeah. Striking the right balance between naughty and nice. You lure guys in by being playfully provocative to a point. Men are intrigued by women who exhibit a sexy side, but not so much that they come off as nasty, says Barbara Kiesling, PhD, author of The Good Girl's Guide to Bad Girl Sex. What? I'm into it. Sign me up. I need that book. Okay. Plus, by not putting it all out there, you keep guys guessing about your sack skills. Oh. <laughs> Never, never, ever say sack skills. I hated that. I hated sack skills so much. Okay. And that anticipation is almost as hot as sex itself. All right, you guys, that's going to be it for this episode. I have no idea how long this is, but I hope you liked it. I hope you like what you heard. I have a few episode ideas lined up that I'm excited to record. However, I do want to get your input. So as always, you can definitely DM me on Instagram. It is just Olive Barrett. Please feel free to send me a DM if you have any ideas for podcast topics. All right. That's going to be it. Have an amazing week, you guys. Lots of love. Bye.